last time on Geek Force. The squad gave you their best of 2022 wrap up and their 2023 predictions. But see what's happening today, now on Geek Force. Welcome to Geek Force, the show where pop culture rules all. I'm your host, Kat. With me today is the smaller but still magnificent G squad of Marlon and Amy. Welcome back, you guys, to a brand new episode. Ray is out hey. there saving the cosmos once again. Leaving us unbalanced. The forest is, is not. The forest is, <laughs> the not forest balanced. is unbalanced. <laughs> there is no balance I in mean, the forest tonight. The dark sides shall rule. Yeah. I don't Tangents. think so. I'm wearing blue. I'm good. <laughs> tangents. So when come I say about, dark, I mean tangents. We'll be yes, exactly. Topic for hours. Oh man, then this I would be Geek Force first two and a half hour, almost three hour episode of the year because Raymond's not here. Raymond's here. Maybe that's our time to let. No, we're, we'll be good. We'll be good. Yes. Geek Force goes dead. retrograde. Mm. I was about to say. Time to go wild. <laughs> uh, 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 it's 2023. Yeah, no, Let's talk we'll about every cool. episode of One Piece that we like, um, starting with episode <laughs> one. With episode one. So, <laughs> how many are there? Like, over a thousand. Like oh one thousand two hundred thirty. I don't know. Let's There's a lot of episodes. Yeah. Yeah. Also, a lot the of longest movies, anime too. ever. Yeah, I think so. One of the oh, wow. longest animes. I think there's another show, there. but it's in Japan. Like we can't really watch it. They've been on for like 30, 40 Hello years. Hello Kitty. Something like that. It's like some type of like daily animated mm-hmm. show over there. They've been on for like over like nearly fifty years. But one piece yeah. is up there. Yeah, but anyway, we're back here to give you some uh some non-tangents, very linear-specific <laughs> conversations this week. Kat, what do they got on the table for us going well, on? Well, this past week, um, as you know, we kind of talked about a lot of winners being nominated for the Oscar and award season in the yes. late fall. So now we're going to talk about how the Golden Globes of 2023 just happened uh, this past week. We had mm-hmm. some winners. We had some losers. We had uh, one of the best uh, hosts that I like to personally think. It might be his first and last time hosting. Yes. Um, and there was just, like, I don't know. It was, it was fine. I thought it was fine. Last year in 2022, they didn't have a uh, award show. So this year they were trying to do something new and different. Um, I think it was fine. It wasn't too, like, trying too hard, like, other mm. award shows too but uh yeah let's get into it i loved it i loved it gerard carmichael gerard did a great job of like addressing the elephant in the room of like hey we didn't have these last year because the academy fucked up like they did a lot of messed up things uh and so the reason i'm here is because of what happened last year let's be real everyone as a black host it means something went wrong and they had to call in a black guy and a gay black guy to make things right. That's why I'm here. So I love that he was very much like, hey, I know why I'm here. And they also can't fire me, which I felt like he had that energy of a co-worker that put in there two weeks. And it's like, I'm giving you the bare minimum because I'm leaving soon. I'm Me being here is a lot already, but I'm, I'm about to be out. So he gave very much like... I put in my two weeks notice, senioritis, like he was up there to fulfill a role and did not care at all. Like I think they were like, you know, over time, like towards the back end of it. But I think the energy he brought was just perfect for what's happening. Like, hey, we're all here to like do a thing. It's going to be boring. Uh, It always is. It never is not boring. But like, hey, I'm here to do it. 
and I'm going to have fun. And no one can tell me what they're going to do because I'm just going to do it. I think at some point he said he wanted to have like Stone Cold Steve Austin mm-hmm. do something. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we got into an argument because they're like, we don't want a wrestler to be associated. And it was like, either Stone Cold's in or I'm out. And they're like, fine, you can get Stone Cold. But they were, unfortunately, Stone Cold Steve Austin's father passed away. So he couldn't be a part of like, you know, the production. But still, Gerard brought his um, his great laissez-faire attitude and his ability just to keep it real with the white people in the room of like, yo, I'm going to make it uncomfortable. And this is going to be fun. I love it. And I think that's what made it, like, watchable. Is, yeah. And I think it made everyone else, all the presenters, like, oh, well, if he's going to do that, I'm going to... Well, at least the black uh, presenters, in my opinion, they were more like, oh, well, I'm just going to do what I got to do. I'm not going to... Mm-hmm. You know, so I was like, okay, cool. Um, but hey, let's talk about the winners. Um, any winners that you guys were really excited and knew that we're gonna win? Um, Show you. Yeah, everywhere, everything, ever all at once. I think we've been alluding to being uh, the top movie in 2022. So uh, I was looking for those uh, folks to win and was pleasantly uh, happy that they won because they deserve to. Michelle Yeoh did an amazing job, uh, which I was like super happy for. And of course, Quan won too, which mm-hmm. I was like, this is even better. Like the fact that they both won felt so mm-hmm. good. And Quan's Quan's speech was very much a, a tearjerker. It was so sad to hear this man basically go through uh, a pretty uh, hard mm-hmm. moment of like, I thought all I, I literally said, I thought I peaked as a child. And that wow. honestly is the scariest thought to say out loud. I thought I peaked at like, what, he was like 10? Mm-hmm. That's a super sad thought to have. And like, the fact that this man shared, like, I thought that was it. I thought that I, like, all I was going to ever have been or be was that kid in those shows and my life and acting was done and no one needed me anymore. So to have him kind of open up that way was beautiful and just reminded us why we love him and why these comebacks are like, honestly a big part of uh, a resurgence i mean we have him we have brendan frazier uh there's just these comebacks that i think are making people really happy and he's definitely one of them so big ups to them agreed it's definitely deserved it made me really happy to see him up there and i don't know as an actor especially when you know you haven't done that in so long and you're like thinking in your head like i'm too old to be like and it's like no it's never too old like like even when he was a kid, we love him. But like seeing him back in the spotlight, like we still care. We really, I think he really, uh, really was great. Like he he felt all the gratitude from everyone because mm-hmm. I think you know people kind of overshadowed him. And it's like no, nope, it's your night. We love you, and he felt mm-hmm. that. Um, I personally was very happy that Angela Bassett won. Like I was uh... like. Okay, like, again, Wakanda Forever, amazing. Um, Angela Bassett, like, in the trailer, you knew she had to be nominated. Um, And I think because I'm still upset that Black Panther didn't win the year that Green Book won. So I was like, you know, I don't care if they don't win the Oscars, but at least Angela, like, for real, Angela deserves some type of reward. Like, the other actresses... Sure, yeah. I mean, yeah, I love Jamie Lee Curtis, but like everyone else, I didn't really see. But I know for a fact mm-hmm. she best deserved that award. She won. I was very happy to see that. And yes, mm-hmm. I don't care if people are like, it's a superhero movie. I don't care. Y'all need to see that movie. Like, people who are keep oh, saying yeah. that, like, did you not see this movie? 
It was more than Did that. Did you not see? Did you not see yeah. what kind of red flag? <laughs> that's a red flag right there. But you know, I think like you were saying, like I think even the movie knew, like they only went up. They were only, uh, I think, nominated for two, which was original soundtrack, I think, song, and Angela Bassett. I think that's how you know her performance was that just exemplary. Like she was the only one nominated for a superhero film in any category. Uh, And it was deserving. It was absolutely deserving. And I feel like it also reminds me about why I'm concerned for the future of Black Panther. If like, because again, Chadwick was, was like potentially a nominee the last time they were up. And I think Angela also was like considered to be a nominee. So the fact that only Angela was a nominee and she's also leaving really means that everyone is going to have to step it up to deliver Angela Bassett worthy performances because she was the only cast member to get nominated for an award for that movie. So uh, here's hoping they can continue to bring and pull this out of their performers because they're down. They're they're down a lot of amazing performers in the Black Panther universe right now. Yeah. I... We shall see. Um, and another performance, and I'm still talking on the movie side, was animated film. We have Gilmo Del Toro's Pinocchio. Like, we just talked about that movie a few months ago, and to see it win, because I actually didn't know who was going to win. In my heart, I was like, it gotta be Pinocchio. Especially since I just oh. saw it, but... Here's the thing. This category, I will see right now, this category, out of all the categories, was the spiciest. Because every one of these movies is a banger. If you have not seen Puss in Boots, Puss in Boots, The Last Wish. Uh Here's the thing, y'all. Shrek films do this thing that not a lot of films do where like each film gets better than the first one. It's amazing. (laughs) Uh, So the fact that this, what, fifth or sixth film Mm -hmm. in the Shrek universe is this damn good uh, was surprising. But again, you had Turning Red, great film. Marcel, the show with shoes on, mm-hmm. great film. Inu O, also a great film. And Gil Toro. I wish, and I think this is, goes back to wanting there to be more categories. All these films are so different in this category. They're all so different. And it's really hard to compare them. Like Turning Red, a story about a young woman uh, basically maturing going through puberty, is up against a Pinocchio film about nazi germany and uh the finality of of life and death uh (laughs) and then uh a short about a seashell that talks that wants to go on an adventure but like makes friends with everyone right and then you have from about an an anthropomorphic cat who is escaping death via its nine lives and has to fight a wolf with sights who's the personification of death in the very end like all these films are so different that are up against each other they're all great equally but it's like this was a hard call. And Ooh, I get why you would go with Guillermo del Toro because out of all those options, one of them hits all the Oscar notes. Oh, it's about World War II? There we go. <laughs> Literally, that's that. I feel like that's always like the, the criteria. Is it about a world war? Is it about our favorite world war? Does someone die in it? <laughs> like, if it's an instant war movie, it's like, it's bumped up. It's right. like, cool. Is it like, is it like, the Middle East War, okay, third place. Oh, it's like a war in Europe, okay, second is place. Oh, it's a dub, it's a World War II movie, that's top of the list. Whatever's happening, as long as you mention WW2, you're in. Get you're that, in. You get your gold. Here's you, the money. You get your gold. <laughs> yeah, um, he did that. Um, but yeah, so that. I want to jump into the TV side of the words. 
Uh, I know for us, we are a bit big Abbott fan, so of course that hey, was well hey, deserved. Hey, 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 hey. With, with that winning and and, and Quinta winning and and Tyler mm-hmm. winning, like Tyler. I was like, oh my gosh, they were the everything. I was so emotional and I was very happy. Um, on top of that, we also have, you know, Zendaya. I still haven't seen Euphoria, but of course, all, I've only heard good things about her performance. So seeing her uh, win again was, I guess, deserved. But I know you had something to say. Also, Dragon won Best Drama out of Better Call Saul, The Crown, Ozark, and Severance. How? I thought Severance was going to take this. I thought Severance was going to win, or at least Better Call Saul. Severance, this latest season, I don't think was as good as the previous. That's why I didn't get it. Interesting. I think, I mean, personally, just based on what I was reading about it, I mean, it's good, but is it as good as like the first first two, I believe? I don't know. I'm not sure. But um, yeah, I don't know how House of Them Dragons goes. House of Them Dragons, oh, y'all. I don't. I feel like someone did a didn't count all the votes or something. They called the they called I the red lady to to push their name forward into the god of fire. <laughs> wow, maybe um, while heading to Mount Doom. We're heading to Mount Doom. How did hey. turn it off in two seconds? Um, you know, here's the thing. I think even, and I think the internet loves, I think even the people of House of Dragons didn't think they had this because they sent like literally one writer who had already quit the show. I know. Was I was there. so weird. I'm like, I thought and they quit. Both of the Rhaenyra's is there. So it's like, oh shit, we won. And they, also the fact that they were just there to have a fun time. And so literally both of them are drunk. They're like, oh fuck, and, we have to talk. And like the writers <laughs> up there and literally, I love all the, 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 the camera angles of Homegrown is like gripping her so she doesn't fall down because she's just like, is sloppy. Um, but again, I think this is going back to like, why did they win? Because not even they thought they were going to win. Um, and I get it. It's a new show. It just came out. But I do think that this, I think, definitely alludes to um, there's still some questionable things happening in the voting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Especially like yeah. Ozark's lit, like Ozark and Better Call Saul were on their last season. Like it was like their send off mm-hmm. season. And I, I just, okay. Um, yeah. And also there isn't a season two of Severance yet. So this was just based on the first season of, of Severance, which is still pretty good. Really? Why does it feel like it's been on for like three years? No, 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 no. It's, what are you talking about? No. Yeah, I'm looking up right now no, if there no, are no, any no, episodes no. for season two on IMDb. There are none for season two up. Severance season two. No, 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 no. Severance? I'm looking at right now. The plot no, for season two has no. not yet been revealed. No. Oh, 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 oh. I, I'm sorry. I thought you, I'm sorry. No. I'm sorry. I, I, I'm, I'm thinking of a different show. I'm sorry. I'm thinking about different other show. Never mind. Sorry. Sorry. Succession? You're right. You're right. You're thinking of Succession. Sorry. Sorry, sorry. Oh, okay, sorry. yeah, because I was like, I know for I don't a fact this confuse me. Everyone sounds the same and at the some people, point. You mean the people with the same two? People, I don't know, white people. Uh, it's just yeah. all blend into one little Which thing. <laughs> this, I feel like, makes me more upset because that first season of Severance was fantastic. And so I'm that also was, like, that was a literally good Christopher Walken, Gwendolyn Christie, John Turturro. I didn't know. I did not know they were in this show. You don't get I me. I anything. John Noble is in this, what? and it's like this is a yeah, show that threw everyone off. And again, 
House of Dragons, also Patricia Arquette. Anyway, uh, House of Dragons was entertaining as the first season, but yeah. I feel like it oh, was a was meh. definitely better. It, it was a meh. And I think out of all the other options, Better Call Saul, The Crown, and Ozark, and Severance, House of Dragons should have just gone home with a nomination. So that was a very interesting decision on their part. Yeah. I... Is it is it members is it the members that vote? Who votes for this? I can't remember. Yeah, so it is the, for this. It's the HFPA, okay. which is the Hollywood, Hollywood Foreign Press Association, Foreign. and it's made up of I want to say fifty two percent women and fifty one percent is apparently like racially or ethnically diverse. Um, they added an additional one hundred and three voters. Um, we yeah, weren't on so that had, list. <laughs> we were not. We're the, we're not a foreign press <sighs> because I was yeah. the one putting all the anime and Lord of the Rings stuff in the <laughs> I mean, that's real. I mean, I think Cat Lewis are like in 2021, there were no black members in 2021. Uh, there were none, and the people have found that they had engaged in unethical conduct and suspect financial practices, meaning getting some payouts. Uh, exactly. So that's what ended up happening to like getting reformed and including banning members from accepting gifts and adding 103 internationally based voters. So again, this also sounds very much similar to any organization getting caught doing something wrong. And it's like, oh, we did our own internal investigation and discover we need to change some things. So we are going to change those things and then we will do better. But only if we do those things. You know, it's probably because no one has Apple TV. That's probably why. Mm. Yeah. Apple TV is one of those, you either have it or you just absolutely don't. It will never, because yep. why would you? Uh, I mean, I have it now, but I have it, now. <laughs> it took a while. <laughs> it came with my, my phone. They were like, here's three months or less. And I was like, okay, sure. I guess I'll yeah. we'll use it. <laughs> Also, did y'all know that they pay these people? Not the new people. The people because, who Yeah, apparently, like, they added a few new members and that, like, helped them, you know, claim a larger, diverse pool. But that also, they did so without having to pay the new members the same 75 grand that the uh, HFA intends to pay each of its members in the wake uh, of an acquired uh, nonprofit industry. So there's... <laughs> Why are they being paid? I don't. I'm seventy two thousand. Because they're because they're they're doing a great oh, job. They're voting on movies. That's all they do for a year, and they get seventy five. How do I send in my application? I am more than you're qualified. Not, you're not a foreign press. I am too. Yeah. I am whatever I want to be. <laughs> Today you I can am. Develop an accent, cat. <laughs> if I have, I am from Wakanda. Yes, we have to. Re- I have to foreign press that of Wakanda. Wakanda you know, podcast. The ignorance of some of those people, they probably would believe that though. They'd be like, oh, right. yeah, you're right. Until they Google you. Look, yeah. I just have to have some art friends put my stuff on the internet and be like, see, see that? I was at the, the, the coronation. And I guess, like, screen. back on to like the movie thing, I think my favorite oh. n- thing of the whole night was that uh, Avatar Where the Water got no awards. I was, so, I was like, do not let them win. Me you shall not pass. They won nothing. Uh, nothing. However, 
I don't know what this means for the Oscars. I don't know what that means. Mm. Uh, James Cameron's mm. good friends with those people. Ugh. I mean, we'll see what they do, but they didn't get anything. They got a lot of nominations, but not all the wins. Um, and also, I think big ups to the Banshee Boys, Martin McDonough, and um, I think, what's his name, Owen? No, oh, C- Colin Farrell Colin both Farrell. won awards yeah. for their movie. That movie uh, must be good. It's on HBO I, right now. I just need I to sit down and watch that. it. It looks interesting, but I'm also very much right, like. If I watch it and I don't, I don't like it, I'm gonna be like, "Hello, the Banshees." And let you know the Banshees. That's all we're hey, calling. Hey, hey, we're the Banshees. Right. <laughs> um, yeah, that was the Golden Globe Award Show. Um, it was. I think Oscar nominations are not out yet, are they? I don't think they are. No, oh, uh, it, uh, February. Uh, well, exactly. Voting in. Stuff happens in February okay. or like late January. Mm-hmm, uh, okay, so we Oscar will nominations will Sorry. be announced Tuesday, January twenty fourth. Oh, it's gonna be fun. That's next. That's gonna Tuesday. be fun. We're gonna see. We will keep y'all updated because you know we we go we don't believe in award shows, but we like to talk about award shows. So we will keep you listeners we do. informed and in the know on that. Um, and moving no. on, I kind of want to just jump into the movie. We try not to talk about spoilers. Amy, you have not seen this movie yet, but I want to talk Which about it. I just watched it today. It's the, sh- the movie called The Menu. Uh, it stars mm. uh, Rob Fiennes. Um, mm. What's her name? Anya Joy Taylor. Anya Taylor Joy. Yeah, t- I think it makes up her last name. And Nicholas Holt. Nicholas Holt. And um, this previously was in theaters, and HBO got to snag it early to be on streaming apps. So for us homebodies, we got to experience this pretty amazing film at home. Um, Thanks, Yiming. <laughs> yeah, from where? For HBO Max, thank you. <laughs> um, yeah, um, I just want to say, like, you know, I just checked it out today because I've been hearing such good stuff about it. I have, I had no idea what I was walking into. It was a refreshing film. I, I again, I will want to say, like, it's hard to see a good movie in theaters and, and the same, just finding a good movie in streaming. I feel like this movie mm-hmm. did both. I can see myself seeing this in theaters, and it was well received on the streaming app. Um, it was. Like, it's original, but you can tell it takes a lot from a lot of other types of films and just kind of put it together. But it's original in story. It has a big social commentary message. Um, and it had shock. The thing I like is it had, because it says it's a horror satire. I like to say it's more of like a cynical satire with horror elements. Mm. There are some horror elements in this film, but it's not like, oh my gosh, cover your eyes and scream. No, it's not like that. It's a very smart film. Um, if you understand the subtext really well, I think you're going to really enjoy it. The, the performances are great. It felt like a play. It was very situational. Mm. Uh, people mm. are in one location the entire time. So you're going to get these mm. performances. You're going to get that realistic dialogue. People are like talking all over each other. And then you mm. just have the characters that really stand out. Mostly Ralph Fiennes because he's the head chef of this really weird restaurant. Um, sure. Everyone else play right. Everyone plays like their roles. Like there's some guys who work for a big like hedge fund type company. You have like a movie star. You have like food critics um, and other characters. And yeah, they play into that role. But then as time goes on, they kind of start to unwind. And then you're like, in the end, we're all humans. Like. And then at the day, We're all so you need humans. to be smart in how you treat each other, wherever you are. Um, I will say that. 
and don't represent mm. the wrong thing. That's that's the other thing I will say. Ooh, Walk that's away what you from picked up from it. Is, don't represent. Like I'm talking about those people mm. who want like the Real Housewives. Like we like watching them, but they try so hard to be like I'm this and that. And it's like other day, girl. No, you're not. Like you're just getting paid. Mm. So if they stop that. You be working at tomorrow. Like it's okay. Okay. Be who you are, say who you are, and then you know back it up. That's all I want to say. As uh, much to this movie. I saw, <laughs> I saw the film as uh, what if God invited you to dinner? Oh my God. And he, cause I feel <laughs> like me. as you watch the, and I feel like there are certain dialogue within the film that's like, Oh, this is damn near like a biblical moment of like passing judgment and like not oh. being satisfied. Uh, so that's kind of how I thought I was like, Oh, this is like, literally if you kind of look at everyone as like the deadly sins you can start to categorize Mm. tables it's like oh you're this and you're that and this individual is like i'm here to pass judgment and uh who better to do so than a very angry looking ray fines aka voldemort Voldemort. basically yeah yeah i think you'll like it 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 does a lot with uh, i think like the aspect of like punishment uh and um perception and what you present as and who you happen to be i think is it's toyed with a lot um but yeah it's a really fun film i watched it with camille and camille was very frustrated um because it does play out like a play where there really is an explanation for things things just happen we're going to the next thing and people are kind of just doing it like okay and it's like we're doing the next thing now. And everyone's like, all right. And the Camille's like, why does no one get off? Why does no one say no, thank you? But I'm like, this is playing like a play and everyone is very much ingrained in their parts. And the one person that is, you know, butting up against it, it makes sense in relation to who they were supposed to be and who they are. So it, it, it plays really well with like set pieces. Uh, it definitely is thrilling because you're not sure what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And then there are these like very interesting things of, like this must have taken so much of his time to do or their time to do. Mm-hmm. And you're just thinking like outwardly like this took this is a, a huge plan for this outcome. Um, and then it just ends. So you're kind of like, I have to sit with this thought now. I have to sit with what I just <laughs> right, watched right. and try to dissect it and understand it but also it's i think a film that is very much of like you you you, you saw what you saw and now the film is over you now, can do other things now you were part of it too you were a part of you it you were too. part of it the whole time you saw what you saw um i watched it with travis and he has a a big history in the food service industry so he's watching it and he was like first he was unsure of whose side to be on because even though, you know, the characters, they're going to be very unlikable or likable, depending on how you feel about them. And, you know, Ralph Fiennes has the power of the whole room because he is the chef. And he said some things that if you worked in the food service industry, like he was like, like it was like philosophy. Like it's like a, a, a mantra that people in the food service industries believe in. And Travis was like, I like him. I like what he's saying. I was like, but... But I, I don't know. I feel like there's more behind what his words are saying, you know? And and you see the actions of those words. But, like, it's one of those moments where I like to call it the Killmonger moment. Because we knew mm. Killmonger was dead-ass wrong. 
But everything he said was facts and true. Mm-hmm. Ralph Fiennes, like every, most of everything he said in this movie was not a lie. Like I believe what he said. It's just, you know, he had his own way of showing it, which I was like, I agree to disagree with you, you know? Um, but I, yeah, I enjoyed this movie. It was like a breath of fresh air because it's a good start to the two, 2020, 2023 new, new year and two movies for me. Um, and yeah, I highly recommend it. Check it out on HBO Max if you can. If it's still in theaters around your area, I would actually say go see it in theaters because it's, I, I would have loved to be mm. in a full uh, theater seeing this movie and reacting with other people. I think it would have been fun. Yeah, there you go. You know, uh, definitely gets the geek force stamp of approval. Definitely check it out. Uh, and what's high also praise, great, high praise. I'm telling you, high yeah. praise. And also, if you're sticking around HBO Max, uh, you might have seen uh, a show pop up uh, that's called Velma. Or should I say it's called Mindy Kaling is Velma? Right. <laughs> um, and it is a show that is absolutely causing a lot of controversy. Also controversy in that people are divided. Um, and I won't say evenly divided, but divided nonetheless. Uh, if you know Mindy Kaling, you kind of know her shtick. Um, she often plays the pick-me-girl in a lot of her shows where she wants to be like, yo, I want to be the center. Like, it's all about me. Um, and they acquired the IP for Scooby-Doo. So if you're watching Velma, my advice to you is know that is to watch it as if it's not Scooby-Doo. Watch it as if you're watching Riverdale, which was based on the Archie comics, but it's not at all <laughs> about the Archie comics. Like the characters of Riverdale have the same names. But but, but right, I remember right. watching it being like, this is not Archie Comics, but it's like, oh, this they took an IP and are just doing things to it mm-hmm. to make it like uh, a show for like the CW target. For Velma, it's obvious that they've taken an IP and they've just kind of like poured it through the Harley Quinn tube because Harley Quinn very much behaves similarly. Like there's a lot of like high drama, crazy violence. It's very sexually crass, but it's also about Harley Quinn. So you kind of like, this makes sense. Harley Quinn is uncouth. She's ridiculous. She would do these things. And also Gotham is pretty random. So yeah, you know what? This isn't too far from the belief. This fits the IP. For Velma though, what they've done is they take an IP and they put it through a CW filter. Where it's like, cool, what if we take the mystery gang and we just really hype up CW things? But also, what if we make every character completely different from the actual character? And I think that's what people are mad about is that, Mm. hey, if you wanted to do a TV show, Velma could literally be any woman. It could be, it didn't have Mm. to be the the mystery crew. It could have been any character and it would have Mm. still honestly worked. But they're only choosing to do the IP because these are recognizable characters. So to get to the point here, the show being titled Mindy Kaling is Velma is accurate because the entire time you're not seeing Velma behavior. You're seeing Mindy Kaling behavior. Velma in the cartoon for Mystery Inc., she, yes, she's a know-it-all. Yes, she sometimes is a goody two-shoes, but she's never an asshole. Mm-hmm. Velma mm-hmm. in this film is an asshole to everyone. And they make it a point in the show that 
she's such an asshole that she causes her mother to abandon her and her family. What? Like, that's how far they take it of like, yeah, <laughs> what if Velma was just a nightmare of a child to deal with and like cause her mom's eye to pop out and cause her to like uh, be really upset as she's writing a novel and she erases all the stuff. Like, what if Velma oh, was no. an absolute no. terrible person and then calls her mother to leave? But then Velma thought to herself, oh, my mother got kidnapped. And so now I'm really into mysteries now. And everyone's like, what the fuck is happening? That doesn't make any fucking sense. Why is this a plot point? And then they say, well, what if we apply this to every character? What if we also do this thing where we're going to queer bait two characters? We're going to have Velma and Daphne be two teenage girls who really like each other, but Velma, uh, you know, and her separate because Velma's too mean and Daphne, you know, is this orange haired Asian girl uh, who is looking for her adoptive parents uh, and is also like courting her sexuality. Well, I'm on. sorry, Evie. I'm can sorry, we, Evie. Can we, yes. can, can we go back to that first point you just said? She At did not look point, Asian in those in those trailers. What are you talking about? In the show, Constance Wu as Daphne oh. has a line of dialogue that says, as an Asian American woman with orange hair, here's my thoughts. Stop. Just to drive home, hey, I'm a person of color. Uh, I'm no longer white. And it's like, I also, I was adopted by, by and it gets even better, I was adopted by two police women uh, who are real butch, and one's black and one's white. Uh, one's played by Wanda Sykes, and the other uh. one's played by Jane Lynch. Oh, so those are her no. so those are her parents. So they're going full into like we're gonna make this like really untouchable. This is so uh, extra. And and we keep going more because um Shaggy, who's just called Norville, is played by Sam Richardson, who in both episodes of this show makes it a point to say that he doesn't like drugs. I saw that clip. <laughs> it's like as someone who would never do drugs, I don't agree with this at all. He looks at the camera. <laughs> And it's like, what is the point of this? And then, of course, they go over and they decide to make Fred ridiculous. Fred is played by Glenn Horton, who is on It's Always Sunny, who plays <laughs> the ever problematic. Um, was it, is, it, is it Mac? No, he he plays um, the ever pro- problematic. Um, oh, God, what's his name? Dennis. He plays Dennis. Mm. Um, so he plays Fred and they play Fred up. And again, we all know that Fred is... Um, a trust fund baby. Mm-hmm. So they play Fred mm-hmm. up as like being a perpetual child. Uh, right. A huge part of, of Fred's development is that, oh, I never hit puberty. So I my, I'm, my, my body is hairless. I also have never fed myself. So I like, so like literally there's points where he's just like, hey, someone cut this up for me. Oh, Cutsies, yeah, can someone cut it? Cutsies, please. Uppy, can I get uppy? Can I get uppy uppies, please? Um, so they decided to go just, and again, it doesn't help that Mystery Incorporated, which was the already a reboot, was already on HBO Max, was already getting great reviews because they decided to, you know, adult up the show on Mystery Incorporated. So that had already happened. We had happened to see that um, Daphne had a family. We got a chance to see that family. We got a chance to see Velma's family. We got a chance to see everyone's background be opened up in Mystery Inc. And then we have this, yeah. where it's just crass to be crass. Um, and I think there's a line of dialogue where Velma says, I keep it real, like pre-Me Too era comics. And I was like, 
Oh. Who wrote that? I'm getting a headache. The more you talk like, about Mindy. this, Mindy's got a headache now. And it's like, <laughs> who is Velma as a character? Is she like, because again, like Velma gave us very, again, Velma gave off very much like, hey, I read books. I love science. Like I think before I speak. Mm-hmm. And this Velma is like, oh, I'm a trash human being. Like also, and again, to add to how weird they make Velma, Velma eats out of the trash a few times in this film. Like she, I'm done. Like literally, <laughs> her character is that she's a gross teenager who's an idiot and a jackass to everyone, and also eats food off the ground and out of the garbage. Please cancel the show. <laughs> and so the internet is just like in the tizzy of like Mindy Kaling. What the hell? Like we saw worse? your name was on it. We got kind of excited. And then you drop this, and it's like, this is terrible. This is, this, this is terrible. This is so offensive, too. It's terrible, and it's like, people are saying this is what IP skinning is called, where it's like, we mm-hmm. took an IP, took it away from a show that was already doing it, and we're like, oh, we'll do it better. And all you're doing is just making it crappy. Like, it's inner, like it looks cool. Like, the animation style is great, and like the level of violence is on par with... Uh, Harley Quinn, but it's just it's just a weird show to watch given that we know the IP and we've known it for years now what the IP looks like and to say great, I'll take the IP and to like make a show that seems like regressive in a way it's just is turning everyone off from it. Hmm. I've seen some clips on Twitter and like I've seen some of the clips that you have mentioned and I was I was offended because I was like, yeah, it's not Scooby Doo, but they're in the likes of Scooby Doo, which is pissing me off because like she goes by Velma, and I was like, mm-hmm. until I read about the IP thing, I'm like, why couldn't it have just been like a simple show without? You? It's like because of that, and that makes me more mad. Like, it it is crazy violent for no reason. It's just this is how our world is, and I'm like, I would I would have rather than do an extra season of Harley Quinn, like just back to back new seasons because. It makes no damn sense. It doesn't. I, I, I think like to like Kat's point, even at a certain point, Velma's at a hallway and like everyone's like booing her because apparently everyone also hates her, like actively dislikes her as a character whenever she comes on screen. Um, and I think at a certain point she decides to like come to school like with confidence and a dress and an outfit and like everyone's like, oh, Velma looks really cool. And then like this, they had this girl look at her and say, Velma's just... Velma is just dressing up to look nice so we can forget how terrible of a person she is. Everyone's like, yeah, she is a bitch. And it's just like, wait, what? And then, like, someone throws um, one of those, like, paper cutters at her. And then Fred catches it, throws it back, and, like, chops off some dude's knee. Like, he chops his leg off from the knee down. And everyone's like, whoa. And he's like, hey, hey, everyone. Velma's cool with me. And we just completely ignore this crazy level of violence that just happened. And it only happened, I think, to like skip through that scene because it's just an awkward scene of like people calling out how shitty your character is. But it's true. But it's so strange. And they're also doing this thing where we don't know if it's real or not. We're like, they're saying that Velma has hallucinations whenever she's doing a mystery, which is why <laughs> there are... Again, again, y'all. If you look at the the <laughs> image for the show and you see all those fucking like ghost hands coming at her, that's not from the mystery. That's literally happening in her head, 
where Velma will like start to go into like cardiac arrest during like mysteries and it's inconsistent. So like she'll say to the camera, okay, I think I feel better now. I'm going to go look at another mystery. And then she has another attack and it's like, her mom, who, like, turns into a scary ghost woman, like, chokes her out. And then in real life, she's just, like, gasping for air. And Norval, at some point, tells her, I love you. And she goes, oh, my God, you're the funniest comedian ever. And she, like, laughs out of going into catatonic shock. And then at a second scene, because they were really pushing this romance between Daphne and Velma, like, Daphne kisses her and she comes out of that scene. But it's just, it's just so much happening. And it's like... They're really trying to like establish this is a new show. Here are new quirks. Norville likes Velma, but Velma likes Daphne. But Fred likes no one because Fred doesn't fuck because they went on record twice saying that Fred doesn't have sex with anyone because Fred doesn't want to take off his pants. And it's like there's these they're dropping all these and mind you, we still haven't gotten to Scooby yet. Because I thought there wasn't. I don't know if they are. But so far, the show is titled as the origin of the sleuth and member of the mystery gang, Velma. But thus far, it has like a 1.6 on IMDb. It has a 7% on Rotten Tomatoes from the audience and a 55% from the critics. Um, People top to bottom are just absolutely telling everyone how bad this this show is. so I am going to be. I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing how they respond to it, because there's a lot of negative reviews, and I feel like people are doing a good job, and I'm thankful they're doing a good job of avoiding, like, following the shitty way of like women can't direct. Like, no, no, this is a Mindy Kaling thing. She likes to do this a lot with her characters, where they're fuck ups, they're goof ups, but they're also like pick me's who want to be the the main character. Mm-hmm. This is the main character who still has pick me energy. Who still, despite being the main character, still wants to be like in the limelight and also actively is terrible. It's the worst. It's not worth watching. And I'll probably wait until the show ends because it is it is rough, y'all. It is a rough show. It looks nice, but I don't know if it might get a season two or not. Um, I will say Twitter was very vocal, but like they were like mindful, like they had really great criticism like it was very mm-hmm. valid criticism it wasn't like this is what happens when with the director or like why this is what mm-hmm. happens when you change characters color it wasn't that it was like it literally sucks and that's where i saw the clips like they're like exhibit a why did this happen why does this happen mm-hmm. does this make sense to you and i was like wait this does look like trash i'm with y'all like why and like i i i like mindy like most of her other shows like i love never have ever on netflix like that is one of my Mm -hmm. favorite newer shows but this like i was kind of on the fence when i saw the trailer because i was like why is this like this and why are we using scooby-doo characters then when this is out i haven't like i have not sat down and watched an episode i i will shout out twitter for saving me Mm -hmm. because it just doesn't it literally doesn't make sense and I guess it was like one of those money things. Like we have to make this now to get this out and whatever. And if it sucks or whatever, we just need it out for the money. I don't know what backdoor deals went down, but it should have never happened ever. I mean, honestly, Kat, and I feel like this is important to note. This could have been literally any character. This could have just been a character Mindy came up with. Right. And the show still would have worked. Still, Like it's very loosely attached to the IP. Like, 
you could have made this a show where maybe they dress this, this this could have been a mockumentary type show about the scooby-doo gang and it still would have worked mm-hmm. we didn't need this to be like a scooby-doo or a mystery ink gang show um but it was very clear they wanted to cash in on it and yeah it's it's like it's really becoming a difficult thing to do and you're making your character your lead character so unlikable like this is a huge point in the scene where like apparently velma spray paints on the side of the school daphne is a huge bitch who ditches people to be cool yes our velma dinkley graffitis on the side of a building and signs her name just puts like daphne is a huge bitch and that's where we're going like we're we're doing like the mean girls version of the mystery ink gang and it's like going through a bunch of tropes and yeah it's it's I I don't think it'll last a season unless something changes. Maybe like she's studying her character off shitty. I don't know, but thus far the reaction has been very negative for the first two episodes that have dropped. I I don't want I want them to just stop it. Stop it right now. Twenty twenty three, no more mess. Like stop <laughs> it. Stop it right now. They have seven more episodes to go. They only have ten episodes, so they have oh, seven they more have to go. Ten episodes. Marisa yeah. Parr only had eight. I'm sorry. Yeah. Like, whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. Episode three is going to drop on the 19th, and there are just seven more after that? No. I don't know. It will not come out. Cancel. The shit that HBO green lights just confuses well, me. That goes back to what my theme of this year is. Fuck Warner Brothers Discovery and that stupid CEO who took off hey. all the great animated shows it's like he has a thing against animation he took off all the great stuff that warner brothers owns and even mm. getting rid of the physical copies on shelves so that and at least animators that worked so hard for five from five to ten years their sweat blood tears they're not going to mm. see a dime ever because it's locked up in the vault forever with the animaniacs basically is in the is in the wb tower animaniacs <laughs> like because he felt like he can. And now he's promoting whatever could cash in. And that's a Scooby-Doo property. So, yes, cash in. Uh, see, already starting the year off. We knew it was going to be wrong. But, like, this is a great example of, like, starting off the year wrong with, with, with that company. And- yeah, and honestly, let's keep it real. If you see Velma and you're not wanting to, to watch it, a show that is doing it better Similar animation, but much better story. Harley Quinn has season four coming out this year. Yes. Like, that's a much better show. Uh, it doesn't toy with your intelligence, I think, in a certain way to be like, oh, we're going to change a character and we're going to make sure you know in every episode how we're changing your how we're, how we're changing this character to fit this world. Watch mm-hmm. Harley Quinn season four. Harley Quinn, yes. It feels a lot more satisfying and it has a much higher audience reviewed score. So, yeah, mm-hmm. I would say pass on Velma. Um, right. It's just it's just not worth it. <laughs> Harley Quinn cares. Mm. The writers care about the characters. Like everyone has, even the characters that we don't like, they have moments that we're like, oh, they had a moment. <laughs> it was funny, you know. Exactly. <gasps> you know, and it just you know it's sad because I I, I honestly really liked Mystery Incorporated. I think at, like from watching it as a kid, watching the original Scooby Doo, where are you? To Scooby Doo, to a pup named Scooby Doo. Uh, to Scooby-Doo and the Harlem Globetrotters, uh, yeah. all the Scooby-Doo movies, 
like Mystery Inc., I feel like, did an amazing job of literally tying in every other of those franchises into a cohesive season to where it made sense. Like, hey, like, do you remember this last episode in 1995? We're going to reference it in in, in 2020 and bring it to the future. So I was like, yo, this show is doing its homework. So big ups to, to Mystery so Inc. So Definitely watch that, that I think yeah. it's still on HBO Max. So I would say yeah. watch Harley Quinn or watch Mystery Incorporated, mm-hmm. which are two much better animated shows. I agree. I agree. Um, and if you just want to watch Scooby-Doo, HBO thankfully has not gotten rid of that. I myself watched three to four Scooby-Doo movies with some kids over the holidays. So I highly recommend. They were all good. Like, those movies you can still watch. These are like the movies from the '90s, early 2000s. Still hilarious. Um, oh yeah, just and you can also. <laughs> yeah, and if you feel like watching uh, the live action version, which I oh, yes. still will say, yes. are still good. Yes, I do not care how wonky the CG looks. It's so good. The Scooby Doo live action with Freddie Prinze Jr., Sarah Michelle Gellar, Matthew Lillard, Linda Cardellini, still fantastic. Still fantastic. Oh, I, on top of that, I, want, I will add to that that mm-hmm. last animated Scooby Doo movie called Scoob. That was a good Scooby Doo animated movie. I don't know if y'all saw it. That came out like what three oh, years ago. That was yeah, really it had, good. <laughs> it had it had a Birdman in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, and that really I was like that one also had a good lineup. Was, that one had I was like shocked. I was like, oh, they're trying to be like Sonic with making franchise. No. I actually, when is, 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 are they going to do a sequel? Like, I'm waiting for a Scoob 2. Like, I mean, come on had, through. <laughs> you had Will Forte as Shaggy. <laughs> you had Jason Isaac as Dick Dastardly. Yes, I love that show because they brought so in old school Hanna-Barbera characters. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yo. Also, Tracy Morgan as Captain Caveman <laughs> was just. I gotta watch this movie Was again. just great casting. So I mean, literally, he, he mumbles half his words. That's literally mm-hmm. Captain Caveman right there. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Um, but yeah, since we're still in this animation train, I kind of want to get you guys into some of the new anime of this year. Um, January, we have some new shows out. Um, I want to talk about two of them. First, I want to get into Trigon and the Stampede. Now, some of you know Trigon, the first original series, which was 25 episodes, probably saw it on Adult Swim back in the early Bash two, the 2000s. Stampede. Yeah, Bash the Stampede. Uh, it was like an anime western. Uh, it was it so was good. good. It was one of those. If you like Cowboy Bebop, that was your next anime that you got into, honestly. And um, mm-hmm. I love. Oh my gosh, I love Vash. I love the music. The anim- that animation had like that late nineties animation where it was smooth mm-hmm. and the music was fantastic. His story that was show little- also got dark. That show started <laughs> off fun. It, it got dark. And then dark. with each episode, it's like. Wait, what is happening? Yeah. What is, this went from being fun people with big, crazy guns and cool, big women to like, what if we're in space and we have a family and then like someone gets assaulted and it's your twin brother? And it's like, wait, what the fuck is going on yeah. with this show? And also, just, guns are our arms now. Guns are so, our arms. Guns are our arms? Guns are our arms now. <laughs> yes. Okay. Um, and basically the main thing, the main premise is he is um he is a bounty hunter, but he does have a bounty on his head. So everybody's mm-hmm. trying to like turn him in for 60 billion 60 double billion dollars. Double, yeah, all that. Double money. dollars. So everybody's mm-hmm. after him while he's trying to. Help! He's one of those people who helps everybody. 
you know, saves mm. everybody and trying to figure out mm-hmm. his past. Because the original episode, nice. it had jumbled memories, so it would be all over the place, and you had to like mm-hmm. figure out, okay, so this happened, this happened, this happened. Awesome. Yeah. This new anime, um, I want to say, who is behind it? It is. Oh, I think it's um, uh, Studio it CG Orange. Yes, I think Studio so. Studio CG Orange. They, I'll, I'll get to them in a minute. They have Trigon Stamp- Stampede, which is a reboot. So they are retelling the story, but they mm. are going to be adding some more stuff. So I'm seeing this common in a mm. lot of reviving of 90 shows, even video games, like even with Final Fantasy VII. Final Fantasy VII Remake, how they're reviving the story um, from the original. They're doing that with a lot of anime that came out already. So with Trigon and the first episode, Marlon, they put things in order. I watched it. Okay, they put things in order. I was like, wait, we didn't find this out to like Which, way deep in the season. First that was episode. such a surprise. <laughs> it's like, yeah, they're escaping the spaceship. I'm like, wait, you can't. Right. You, gotta, you gotta confuse people. I have to wait 13 episodes to figure out what's happening. It's like, no, 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 no. They're in space. Here's his twin. Here's the woman they both love, and they're being saved and being pushed out. I'm like, you're you're answering all the questions first. Right. What? Where's the what mystery? I'm trying to figure it. What about me having to watch every episode so I can't miss one because I'm going to forget a piece of the puzzle? Right. Like, no, like, no, no. Here's literally everything you need to know right now. Ah, on our plate. And I was like, well, this is different. And then, you Lucky know, kids. introduced with tra- we introduced with Vash and um, what's her name? Violet? What's her name? They have new, well, they Meryl. have new-ish characters. Yeah, yeah it's Meryl. Meryl. Um, I just want to pause and talk about this animation. Marlon, how do you feel about this animation in this show? It's not my favorite. Mm. I'm not, <laughs> here's the thing. I, I like 2D animation for anime for a lot of different reasons. Right. And I think there are reasons to do this kind of 3D merge when it's like a big, like giant creature and you're trying to make it look nice only because I feel like watching 3D animated characters for too long takes me out of it a bit more mm-hmm. because now I'm like, this creature, this looks wildly 3D in this world. Like they have so many curves and corners and bits and bobbles. Right. <laughs> I'm like pulled out of the moment because I'm like, this this looks a lot faker than I think it should look. It, I mean, to, to the point where I think I watched the first two and then I went back and I watched the OG and I'm like, I like the OG version animated style better. Mm-hmm. Agreed. So I feel like it, it. I feel like it really adds to a lot of cool things, and you could still like. I I get why they change because when you have that scene where he's like trying to shoot a freaking meteor, and right. it's like the you can, yeah. and it becomes this huge. It looks cool, which is why I'm like, you could have blended it in a way to like not have to lean so 3D CG heavy, right. <laughs> Because I feel like we've seen it before on, like, My Hero. When they do a big explosion, they can merge the two, and it still looks cool. But we're not, like, stuck in this, like, you know, 3D, like, world. So I, I, (laughs) Yes, I felt like reboot. It truly, I felt like reboot. It also reminded me, like, hey, these types of movies and films don't last well. Because in a few years, it's like, oh, this looks terrible now because CG has grown another five years forward. Which is why with 2D, you can at least, 2D tends to look nice still. Like you can watch The Secrets of Nam, and it's like, yeah, this still, this style of art still kind of holds up. Like it's not gross looking, 
Like if you were to watch like uh, the Dungeons and Dragons film where they oh, have like gosh. gross CG from like the first one where it's like everything looks like a giant blob, blob. CG monster. Or like watching like uh, Hercules films back in the day with um, uh, those like live action Hercules where there's a giant man in a, in a costume as a cyclops. Right. And like this looks like, stupid. Eh. Like it's pasted. All right, all right, all right. Yes. Yeah, that's so I have there's some I see why they use it because there are like like you said some strong use with the violence like the action mm-hmm. okay but it still did look seamless and like I the facial expressions it's like I like it but I don't like it at the same time because they feel yes. they feel too like wow they're really showing expression like this but like when they're moving it's like extra moving like this like when Mara mm-hmm. was like freaking out it was like the most extra like that like if it was it's like me literally thinking i'm an anime character and i'm all like this all the time that's literally her mm-hmm. in the show and it's super distracting like their facial facial expressions is one thing but their body is like they don't know how to do movement period yes. like it's weird and so it's like i agree it takes me out the story so it's like they're talking and i'm like but people moving it's, it's I, i'm not paying attention <laughs> like What's so strange. Yeah. And also, it's like anime, so it's like all the emotion is over the top. Right. And with 2D, you can do a lot more like, cool, if someone's crying in 2D, great, they're going to have white tears that are super big and super vibrant, and it makes sense because it's 2D. But in this version, when like he's like doing like a, like a face and he's crying, they like make the tears like match the color of his skin. So it looks weird, like seeing like the little right? snot bubble. Cause it's like, oh, is he sweating? Is he crying? Like <laughs> right. this doesn't work with this animation style. And, they're, and I think that's the issue is that they're still trying to like attach some of like the wild mm-hmm. gesticulation from the old anime into this. And with this art style, it doesn't lend as easily or as well. Like a lot of the more serious scenes are fine because like they're being serious, but when they're being like, chibi characters and doing like chibi faces it just looks like a bad pokemon game it does like it's just like it honestly there's like a scene where like they have her like throwing the bullet mm-hmm. and they like zoom in on her face and it just reminds me of like when you're throwing a pokeball in like the, in the <laughs> latest pokemon game where it's like here comes the character i'm throwing my pokeball and just a little like zoom here goes the pokeball and, like, and it's so like extra. hey i didn't need that when you, I literally have an entire season of a show where it still looks good. Like I'm scrolling through like the what the 1998 2D animated style, and it fits better. Like it, it's easy to have like a mouth and the chibi eyes in 2D than if you have a mouth and chibi eyes in this one because it's like this looks a lot faker than I think they intended to look. Yes. And I have to look at the screen and it's 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 not a cutscene. No. If this was like a JRPG, you could get away if with it. If this was a game, if it was just a video game, okay. Okay. Yes. Because okay. you're gonna like right. I'm gonna watch it and it's over. But now like this is the this entire is time. Continuing every episode. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. I, I'm trying because I really wanted to see a reboot. I was like, all these anime is getting rebooted. Tricon definitely needs a reboot because I was really interested in how they're going to show the story. I do like that they are changing it up that way. I feel like we might get to get some more background story that we weren't introduced with. Kind of like, mm-hmm. even though Cowboy Bebop, the live action was horrible, I did like how, again, they gave that extra background uh, uh, characterization to each character. 
Um, and it made like the like characters' actions make more sense, but in the anime. Mm. Oh, that's why they did that because of the of what they did in the anime. Because that was one thing I wish they did. But you know, the live action that so save a trigon. I want them to do like flesh out more characterization, more background, mm-hmm. so we have more of a fuller story. But it's gonna be hard to watch. I am unsure how many episodes the season will be. I don't even know if it's gonna be more than one season. Who knows? But it's out. If you like western, like space or yeah, space western type anime, definitely check it out. I would also recommend just checking out the original and even the 2010 movie that came out a long time ago too. Um, yes, it has like that anime. It just fits the 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 show's aesthetic. It looks grimy. It looks dusty. It's the desert. It's the wild west. And he's wearing his bright red ass suit with that his crazy uh, Paul from Tekken hair. Like, oh, that's the match I know. This match is very cute, and I like his glasses. But show me more. Yeah, and also if you're a fan of. Rony Kenshin, which I feel like this is supposed to like the Western Rony Kenshin version. Yeah. And you love um, a period film that has like crazy cybernetics. Cause I feel like this, I feel like Trigon and Rony Kenshin definitely had like a, a steampunk aesthetic at certain times. We're like, mm-hmm. cool, this person has a full like computerized gun in feudal Japan. I'm not sure how this fits in the nightmare, <laughs> but I don't care because Rony Kenshin is going to cut up into a million pieces. Right. This also happens in Trigon. Like at a certain mm-hmm. point, it's Western. And then all of a sudden, people have like computerized robots and there's AI. And it's like, there's just an amalgamation of things. And there's my favorite gun um, in Trigon which is his priest and he walks around yeah. with this cross on his back and for a full episode you think oh he's doing like the Jesus Christ thing and carrying a cross he's like really literal until he rips off the canvas and it's just a giant gun and a crucifix mm-hmm. and he just starts shooting off the cross gun and I'm like this is my show this is this, you got me yeah. you have me at cross gun I'm stuck with this show now oh, I miss the late 90s uh, I just miss late 90s anime because that show got me into Helsing because then Helsing kind of got me more into the vampire (gasps) stuff but the same thing he had crazy guns wow a lot of animes during that time had crazy guns and I miss that we don't see that in today's today's anime is a lot fist and hands but hey (laughs) I miss the gun toning uh, era crazy guns were a thing they were a huge deal yeah so again if you check out, I would say, hey, check it out, but definitely never seen it before. Watch the original first and mm-hmm. then maybe check out the new one because I don't want you to be like, I don't like the original, uh, the new one. I don't want you to stop. Check out the original first because yeah, also the names are great. The yeah. names are great. Like Bash is a great name, but Bash. then Millions Knives Millions is Knives. also a name of a character. Amy, the character's name is Millions Knives. <laughs> Not just millions, and not just knives, but millions, millions of knives. knives. <laughs> and I remember me and be like, "That's a stupid name. Right. That's a really dumb name." <laughs> These kids pick the. This is like, a, like it's it very much is an is an edge lord. Like my name is Millions Knives, and, and I wear a trench coat. Kids, we we like it. And I have knives. <laughs> a million knives. <laughs> you have a gun. I got a million knives. I, brought, <laughs> I damn well bought some knives to a gunfight, but y'all gonna lose. <laughs> yeah. Oh, but surprise, surprise! We have the exact same gun arm, and we were like ten feet next to each other. Our gun arms activate, <laughs> and we're shooting an entire town to death. 
Oh, no. Oh, no. Stay tuned in the next episode. Um, did yeah. he shoot the moon in this anime yes. to its support? Yes, he, he shot did. the moon, Amy. He shot the moon. That's how powerful his, his little gun arm was. Is. Wild times out there in the wild west. Wild times, space. indeed. <laughs> um, kind of. Kind of. <laughs> um, yeah, so that was my first show. The second show I want to talk about, because Twitter has cracked me up, um, they keep calling it the Gay Spy Family, and I can't like let the go ga- of that oh, title. Oh, yes. Yes. This show is called <laughs> Buddy Daddies. Yep, it's called Buddy Daddies. And it's about it. these two assassin hitmen that so good. stumble across a girl that they have to kind of take care of because they put a hit on the dad and they took the dad out. And now they're stuck mm-hmm. with the little girl. They have not told the little girl of like uh, what really happened so far because only two episodes have been out. But mm-hmm. um, the hijinks are pretty funny. It's definitely not like, like the premise is similar to Spy Family, but not like it. Um, the two guys, like there's some backstory that we still haven't figured out, but I just want to say the animation, unlike Trigon, oh my gosh, Marlon, the animation is gorgeous. When I tell you whoever is in, whoever is those animators, the, oh, I like it. the art, you can tell like the detail, like the back art, the background art, super detailed. His kitchen, I saw that he had the the same hot Immaculate. sauce I had, the same mayonnaise. Like I was like, oh, I know those uh, brands. When they're going to a restaurant, it looked nice um, in the cartoon. But my favorite, the food. When he's cooking the food and he's making the steak and he's making French mm-hmm. toast, it was like oh. a whole, I need to jump on oh. TV and eat it. That's why I was like, this, this is some good-ass anime. Um, and second, the music. The music, it has that jazzy but like lo-fi poppy sound, I it's a bop. The first the, the song coming on is a bop. The song going off is a bop. The music throughout the whole episode is a bop. Like I'm buying the soundtrack <laughs> when the show ends. <laughs> when the show ends. Um, but I really like the characters. Definitely, I was uh, I watched it with Travis. So I joke that the I still don't know really the main fun. characters' names, but I call them Nas- Naruto and Sasuke because they give me both vibes. Like the blood one is more of the upbeat organized and then the one who's wearing more dark like he has the dark long dark hair he wears blue he's more of the emo i'm like that's sasuke but when they go to work they're like some really good assassins until this little girl changed their lives um this is is the part i don't really like about the show the little girl really isn't that special she acts like a typical four-year-old to the point where she gets very annoying where i'm like um, That's why I like her. I like her, but damn, like Anya has some sense. I mean, I know she has some but powers Anya's, and stuff, but this little girl is chaotic. Anya has power. <laughs> That's why it's so good. Like, I love the scene where it, like, um, is his name? Is his name Toshiyuki? Is that his name? No, the the one with the black hair. Sasuke. Yeah, Sasuke. I like that Sasuke is very like he's very type A, yeah, uh, and it's very clean and very much about like doing things in a certain way. And at a certain point, uh, they're having an argument, and he's like, "You said we couldn't get a cat, and you and you, and you got a child, right?" That doesn't seem fair to me. And I'm like, 
that is honestly a good argument. Good if argument. you wanted a cat and you got a whole baby, you got a whole child, he's like, I just wanted an animal. You brought a whole human back home. That's kind of fucked up, but I mean, uh, I guess we're doing it. Uh, but the killing is so great because they could be arguing in front of each like each other. Right. And like, you were supposed to pick her up today. Like, no, I thought it was you. And then like, oh, yeah. this guy's like, hey, should I go? Like, no, we got you. And then like, blam, shot to the head. Okay, we got to like, go get damn. the girl. There's and I was like, in the show. I was like, say psych. Say psych. Say he's still alive. Psych. He just knocked him out. Nah. Oh, he's just dead. He's dead, dead. And then second episode, I mean, the first episode, just when they meet the little girl, the whole banquet scene, the actions, the mm. violence on here is good. Like, they're good at their job. Sasuke does not give a fuck. He is blam, 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 everybody dead. But, you know, Hell yeah. I, I will, by the next by the next episode of Geek Force, I will learn their names. But Naruto, yes, he's more of the distraction, the diversion. He plants the things and stuff, um, just so Sasuke can get in position to take those shots, you know. Um, and I am concerned about what the next episode is going to be because I like they have like a handler type dude who works in a pretty cool bar, but it seemed like they don't have a good connection with him because if they did, they would have told him about the little girl but they didn't and then who's mm-hmm. this mysterious crazy other hitman that came to play you know who's gonna cause him problems this is older guy you can't see his Got face to. he 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 fucked everyone up i mean i just i'm like i got i can't wait for the next episode because we got a lot of hitmen <laughs> i don't know and also i don't know where they live in tokyo it must be a section that's brand new it's a whole new neighborhood <laughs> because i swear i was like what neighborhood is this it's super nice it's not like any other uh, part I've seen in any anime. It's like clean, like it's nice. And I'm just like the apartment, the, the neighborhood. And like Sasuke is a gamer. He plays on PlayStation 5 all day. And Naruto likes to cook and shop and go out and do things. But at the end of the day, when it comes to killing some people, they're really good at their job, you know? Um, and so for now, uh, the episodes are our flashback to how the little girl came into her lives and what led up. I'm sure we're going to get back to the present day to see, um, to catch up to that because apparently they do make it work. They're concerned for her well-being and stuff mm-hmm. as they still work, but like we have to see like how did it came to be and we're still in that stage. Um, but I just know I am already like a fan of the show every weekend. It comes out on Saturdays for me on um, Hulu. No, on Crunchyroll. It's rope. I log in. I enjoy it. I highly, highly recommend it. Um, yeah, it's it's especially since Spy Family just ended. Definitely check this out if you like that type of weird dynamic uh, family with a little crazy, cute little girl. It's it's great. She's only slightly annoying. Slightly. Amy, <laughs> I know. Slightly. I know. Amy, Amy will be like, "This little girl gotta go." <laughs> This wow. little girl gotta go. This little girl wow. gotta send her back to her mom. Like it's she possible. gotta go. I know you guys what you're gonna say because I was like, maybe they could just take her somewhere. Fuck <laughs> them kids. The, I'm waiting for them to say that on the episode. Like somebody has to say it. It's this. It's this close to someone saying it. <laughs> um, but yeah, mm-hmm. it's called Buddy Daddies. It's on Crunchyroll. Check it out. Um, as I think a new episode happens every Saturday. Nice. Um, anything else you want to share to the public, Marlon? You guys, uh, here? yeah, Please? nah. Uh, check out Pale Blue Eye and uh, check out White Noise. Mm. Uh, also, White Noise for me was 
an interesting film because the entire time there's nothing but dialogue and you realize that at a certain point it just becomes white noise because everyone is talking oh no i kid you not and like everyone has dialogue but the dialogue literally sounds like npcs saying something important but it's just long-winded and people just have these conversations and you're just like what is the point of this conversation again i'm very and and you just keep talking and it's like but wait is what they said gonna happen and then it's over and you're just like it it was an it's an experience that i think you should experience of just like watching a film where the dialogue is just dialogue Hmm. and the story moves with and and the story just moves along and the dialogue is just happening so I honestly I would say watch it check it out it has Don Cheadle Adam Driver Greta Gerwig and it just goes it's like titled a comedy drama horror but there's not really a lot of scary things in it it's just a weird drama it's just a really weird film that is about like a family and they each have just like moments of dialogue to talk about each other. But it's just like, it kind of all like throughout the movie, people talk at the same time and it doesn't. And like, at no point do they go back to the car. They they just are all talking around you and you just are like, what conversation am I supposed to be tuning into right now? And it just goes on. So give it a watch. (laughs) Uh, I just want to talk about with someone because I was just like, what is happening? My brain is like confused. What streaming app is this on? It's on Netflix. Oh, I should have known. (laughs) Okay, it's on Netflix. I will take a peek into that. A chubby looking Adam Driver uh, who has like a a receding hairline and everything. Okay, Adam Driver really getting into these roles these days. Yeah, it does have a surprise in it, so definitely watch it for the surprise and see how they react to said surprise. It's very entertaining. Interesting, interesting, interesting. Mm -hmm. I think you'll like it. I will check it out. Uh, what? Uh, oh, yes. I, have, I have one thing. I have one thing. So yes. I, I, I saw the full Ant Man trailer yesterday in a theater. Mm-hmm. So I was, and I, I, I think Ant Man's gonna die. You think he's gonna die? He, he got his ass whooped in that trailer. Like every scene was his ass getting kicked. Yep. Every scene, I was like, uh, <laughs> is this it? <laughs> is this it? Like. Either M.A. dies or they both die because King, does, he never dies. There's always multiple copies of him. So yeah, they both could die. And they could, and then like the rest of his family could be like, yay, poor Scott, he did it. And then King could be, another King could be like, he thought, it that, he thought that was it. And he could be like, oh no. And then that's how the movie ends. I bet you that's how it's going to be like. I mean, I don't want to be a dick about it, but. What? As far as popularity goes, I don't think Ant Man's up there at high. I mean, no, and, the, and the fact that they're making his film like the Somber. Civil War right. of like you have to see Quantum Mania, like the fact that they're like hitching everything on Quantum Mania, like I think it'd be smart idea to kill him. Uh, <laughs> yeah, just to really shock everyone into like what Phase Four, like hey, we ain't playing no games. Right, anybody can get it. Scott, off the map. He got stamped out. He got big boot. Stamped. He's been trying to live a pretty good life and 
Yeah. And also, I'm sure Paul would, wouldn't mind doing other things. Like, I feel like he enjoyed it when it was like Chris Evans and Robert Downey Jr., but now it's like, uh, I mean, Chris Hemsworth is going to be taking off time yeah. because he's dealing with his de- dementia thing. Um, and it's like, Chadwick Boseman is gone. So it's like, who else is in this set that's going to be holding it down? It's like, yo, it's on you. You're like the the last holdout. So I wouldn't be surprised if they were to get rid of him and like maybe go with uh, bringing him back in some other timeline where he didn't die. I'm like, oh, we found another Scott who's going to save the day or whatever. But I think it'd be smart to kill him just to really drum up like this is this is real. We anyone can get it. Kang ain't playing no games. Kang don't play. That's all I'm going to say. You saw the trailer. That was an appetizer. Like, that's, that's, stepping on those ants. Right. Just eight towns stopping those ants. This is how you get I can't wait to see this movie. And I can't wait to talk about it because I'm like, whether this movie's good or bad, it's going to hit a whole thing into the story. I just want to talk about that. I can't wait for that. Mm hmm. Um, also, if you watch the the robot movie, the Megan movie, if I don't necessarily recommend it, but watch it because of the absurdity of how they turned it into a low key musical. Oh, yeah. I like that. Not cool. I don't. I don't. It was absurd. I was cackling in my seat. It was so fucking I'm here absurd. for that. I'm I was like, all of a sudden, it just people said it was really it, entertaining. You didn't think it was entertaining. It. I mean. I wasn't scared. I wasn't scared. Mm. It wasn't scary. It was absurd. I think that's that's what they wanted. I think it, it was, was more of like a dark comedy. That's what it looked like yeah, to me. The trailer. I don't know. It. It. <sighs> wasn't it I feel it, like the they, trailers they, mm-hmm. lied. So I feel like I can sue. The trailers definitely. <laughs> I mean, have. honestly, you could. <laughs> you you could. They were marketing this as a horror movie for a long time, oh. and I think towards the end of it, maybe they started to like. I think they were shifting gears way too late when they realized what was going on. Like I think in the beginning, it was like, "Oh, this is a murder film. We're going to have like very serious marketing." And at a certain point, I want to say after the, like the trailer first dropped and people started doing TikToks of it, they were like oh shit like people are really having fun with this this is not really and then i think at that point the marketing became like more of her dancing and less yeah. of like her being yeah. murderous the, the the dancing i was like why was this such a fucking marketing ploy? And i'm like oh my god for tiktok i get it now because it's TikTok. Dancing didn't anything to do with the plot nothing about it was plot related oh she's dancing i'm like nope. this is this is dumb like why is she dancing like what the fuck is going on tiktok it's just, it's so TikTok weird it's such a strange move and i was like it was interesting mm, okay but i felt a little lied to but and you can legally sue because I will watch it you on legally so. it probably will yeah. it's just and, and as we you know are wrapping up now folks just um, so you want to be recording on the 15th which is the night that The Last of Us premieres yes. uh, episode 1 is 1 hour and 20 minutes That's that comes movie. out tonight and I'm excited because if, if this means that every episode is going to be an hour like a, a Game of Thrones like mm-hmm. last season every episode is an hour mm-hmm. they're doing it right that to me makes sense. Do an hour. I'm hoping this becomes a thing where you do an hour an episode because you can do you can cover so much ground with that story and an hour with like what each episode. So I'm hoping they stick with it and they make it last because uh, I'm excited. But yeah, check it out tonight on the 15th, uh, and then we'll get back to you on our you know thoughts next week. Yes, thank you guys so much for coming together and talk about. 
all the wonderful things that we talk about. Listeners, thank you for making our show your show of the day. Don't forget we have social media on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and on GeekForgePodcast.com. With that said, stay safe, wash your hands, and check out lots of us. Geek on. Mm. <laughs> like, okay, bye. This episode of Quest On Media's Geek Force was produced in Richmond, California.